The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I love this stat if, that uh, Mr. Jenke put into the live chat. Tell me. If our episodes were one hour long, you know, and some of them are longer, some of them are shorter, but about average an hour long, you could listen to all of Fun Employment Radio for 83 days without stopping. Seriously? 83 <laughs> straight days. Wow. Is how many episodes we have put out of Fun Employment Radio. 83 days. 83 straight days, 24 hours a day playing nothing but our episodes. I enjoy that math. That's uh, that's. I insane. enjoy it, and I also feel weird about it at the same time. But like, what have we done with our lives? What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done with this time? Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. There have been... A lot of you that have found us over the years, and we appreciate it very much because today is our, at least numerically, our numerically numbered episodes. Yes. That, that we'll just go with that. This is our 2,000th episode. <laughs> Weird. Two, episode 2,000 of Fun Employment Radio right now today. Now, it doesn't count our vacation episodes or special interview episodes yeah. or off-the-record so episodes. We've had more than 2,000, but... But Numerically speaking. The the regular, 2,000 regular episodes of Fun Employment Radio. Jeez Louise. That is so many episodes of this show. And yet, here we are, and we're still doing it, and you're still listening, and we really appreciate it. We are so we happy are to be so doing grateful. this. Like, Greg and we've talked about this before. Like, Greg and I always, like, have the check, like, do you still like doing this? Do you, still, mm-hmm. do you like doing this? Yes, yes. And every time, we're both like, yeah, we... Still want to keep yeah, doing this. Still li- yeah. we, st- we still like doing it, and we still like having... We still look forward to doing it. Yeah, yeah. Still and like now with the expansion of like maybe uh, like traveling to more places and doing that kind of stuff, that's definitely the, uh, the direction that yeah. we are enjoying. Well, let's let's talk taking. about it. We can talk about where we're seeing this going and, yeah. you know, and where, where we've been, Sarah. But Greg. Over 2,000 episodes. All right, here's the deal. Normally, we haven't had a lot of drinking shows. I mean, originally when we started, it was all drinking shows. I don't think there were any sober shows. Oh, God, no. For like we the were, first three months. We were fighting through our like unemployment, depression. Like We're like, look at how free-spirited we are. And in the meantime, we're just like drunk and sad. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, wait, we need money. We yeah. have to, we have to <laughs> change. How do we do we this? We have to change this up a little bit. But yeah, we started off by drinking uh, drinking on every episode. Every and it was ep- mostly Mickey's. It was mostly Mickey's. But right now, we've got some beer here with us. We're going to crack open a couple of beers. So wherever you're listening, whether you're listening live via podcast, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity, have a beer with us. So I'm, I don't know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking a grapefruit IPA. Cheers, Greg. No, you're drinking a black tea orange peel. Black tea orange. I gave you the good one because I thought, well, this is a good one too, but that one's like really delicious. Gilgamesh in Salem. I think, I think that's a Salem, Oregon brewery. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I know that you you weren't feeling that well because of the weird pizza that you ate. So I gave oh, you one to settle. It wasn't your on this episode. Cheers. We didn't need to start off talking about the weird. You're pizza You're going to I eventually ate. bring up your weird pizza at some point. I ate today. some weird pizza. I I know it's going to there naturally happen after 2,000 episodes. I know that eventually it's going to come up. Like I ate weird pizza. I ate weird pizza today. I'm <laughs> exactly. sorry. I did. So yes, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a beer. Think about this. I mean, we're gonna have two. Ooh, maybe a couple. Okay, maybe a couple. Oh, that's Sarah's really... convinced me. I rode my bike down here. Well, I did because we had mentioned it, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, we both. The, we had, I love your excuses. Well, we had mentioned it on the show that people demand that we drink a beer. They do demand. Look at the response. Everyone's <laughs> like, all right, I'm on it. 
Our fridge at work has way too much beer in it anyway. <laughs> I'm just like, both of us don't have any of our, I mean, we do have like some stuff that we have to do later, but I mean, for now, we can sit and enjoy the fruits of our labor. Okay. All right. The fruits of our labor. That's also a weird way to say it. But yeah, you're right. It is. This is the fruits of our labor. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with it. So. This is really weird tasting. You don't think? <laughs> See, weird pizza with weird beer. See, I mean, I was thinking about this, you know. Does beer go bad? How long have we had this? We haven't had, we haven't had that long. Yeah. That long, okay. No, uh-uh. no, it doesn't go bad. Okay, I'll just no. hide the labels. No, that's from see. our from our buddy. Yeah, it's a sampler, anyway. So you can, yeah, it doesn't have the actual label on. Oh it. yeah, you're not supposed to have that one. Mm-mm. Ooh, scandalous! Ooh, scandalous. scandalous! It tastes like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you anyway, don't know what it is. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a mystery. No, thinking back, you know, we started this show in 2009. I'm sure a lot of people know our backstory now, but there's over 2,000 episodes. I'm I'm gonna guess a good portion of our audience. Didn't listen back then. You know, they found us over the years. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, that's, a, that's a long it time. It always makes me nervous when someone's like, I'm starting from the beginning. I'm like, I don't even know what You'll have person stri- I was. I don't, well, you think about. You like, know, I was in my of, late 20s. I was like 28 or something when we started this. 2009, we had just gotten out of radio. I mean, we're just been fired from commercial radio. I was married when we first started this show. I mean, so we're in down case anybody wife. forgot that, yeah, <laughs> we're down a wife. That happened pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Just, that, did, that was like within a year. It was about a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but for the conclusion of that. May uh, I say it had that nothing I, to do with Fun Employment Radio. No. But, but may I say I believe that your life is fuller without I, being weighed down by that person. I can't agree with that. Uh, yes, I, I will agree with that. I um, Wait, her and I got along splendidly, in case you can't tell. In hindsight, <laughs> it's much better uh, for me, and I have I no idea about her. But, uh, exactly. You know, whatever. It's not about her. But, um, but yeah, just thinking back, though, to that time, you know, that was just such a completely different oh, see, thing. The show has seen a lot of marriages and divorces. Yeah. And children. Children have been born. And people, like, meeting at our events. and That's you know, true. Yeah. And dating and... And getting together and, yeah, all kinds of things Maybe have we have some, yeah, some fun employment radio babies. If somebody had a child when we first started this show, that child would be going into, what, the fifth grade now? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how long this show's been around. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what's weird, so... Greg, drink your beer. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay. Chris says we predate MLS reaching Portland. That's true. <gasps> Uh, Carrie got di- her divorce came through two weeks after we started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many divorces is Fun Employment Radio yes. seen? Ben was few. married and divorced during the yeah. time of our show. So anybody out there going through that, no, you can you can make it through it. You can make it through it. It sucks, but you can make it through it. That's all I was. Oh no, I think that's wonderful. Divorce, no, divorce no the divorce thing. I was thinking about because um, you were talking about making it through it, and I remember like because we've also dealt with death. Yeah. And yeah. I, that we've was seen in a the lot of people day. go. Yes. Um, you know, both in personal life and and. Uh, you know, fans of the show or listeners of the show or friends of the show, mm-hmm. you know, that we've seen over the years. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of life that's happened. A lot has gone down over the last So when I know it's crazy episodes. to think about it because we've been doing this for almost nine years and it really is like this is how we've chosen to live our lives and that's pretty yeah. cool. This Once is you, the like, journal of our life. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Because yeah. I've had odd jobs here and there, but this has been the one constant thing that I've always yeah. looked forward to doing. Yeah. It's strange. I mean, you know, there's a whole series of years where we worked for the Trailblazers as well. Sarah and I both worked for the Portland Trailblazers oh, and did yeah. a live broadcast show for them in addition to Fun Employment Radio. And that that was a lot of fun. That was that was a lot of fun. Actually, love that show. But uh, but that show doesn't, like, it couldn't exist in the way that the 
management not in the works current, now. No, yeah, no, exactly. it would not. Be, like that was definitely special was. for the for the time. I mean, that was like this little flash that we. I mean, not a little flash. I guess we were there for like three years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when we were able to do that show under that management and have that freedom to to do a show for an actual you know an NBA team like we were able to, that was really cool. That was a really special thing. And that's what I think. Like, that's why, like, when people ask sometimes about sometimes, – sometimes things are just particular moments in time. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get questions about, like, the Rick Emerson show. Like, oh, when is the Rick Emerson show going, going to, like, do something Which, again? for anybody who doesn't know, the Rick Emerson show is what – well, both Sarah and I were on before we came here. But, but Sarah was on the Rick Emerson show for what? I don't know. Years. Years. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah a million years. But um, – yeah, because when, like, whenever people ask that, I'm like, well, no, I don't think so. And like, regardless of if it did or did not, like, it's never going to be that same thing. Yeah. Like, that's, you can and want when, it and like that magic, like sometimes magic, I mean, Rick and I have talked about this too. It's like sometimes m- magical things just exist at that point in time and you can't recreate them as much right. as you want to. Like, I just, I don't ever think that we'd be able to recreate like a Britney, like just the crazy shit that happened. Oh, the and plus, Rick Emerson show. Yeah, yeah. the Rick Emerson show. Yeah. And then, like, plus that was why Greg and I decided to get out of radio because that magic is, like, very – it's almost impossible to achieve anymore. In, in commercial, commercial radio? radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially even back when, you know, we started this because there were opportunities to go back into radio and, mm-hmm. nah. We, we chose to keep doing this because this was just – I mean, the regardless of the hard part of the financial side of it, you know, that's that's difficult to be able to last and make a living at it, but – just creatively, you know, creative, creatively mm-hmm. to be creative able to go back freedom. into that creative freedom. Yeah. To be able to go back into that. Nah, no, no. <laughs> no, this is so much better. And we get to actually, you know, engage with our listeners and, you know, hang out with them and do things like in regular radio. How often did that get to happen? Oh, yeah. You know, no, in regular it's radio like you're behind a curtain. In regular, yeah, you're behind a curtain and it's you always know. like and they're like. People come out who aren't even big fans of the show because they want to like win prizes. Oh yeah, and there's always some like prize creepy pigs. prize pigs, and there's always uh-huh. some like creepy. Like that's what I love about Fun Employment Radio because they aren't creepy people. Like yeah, in commercial radio, they're always fucking creepy. Well, there people. might be creepy people that listen. I mean, I'm sure maybe. There, I'm sure I mean, you're some creeps out there. You're creepy. Yeah, you that's listening. But yeah. other than that, I mean, you're just the only one. <laughs> By the way, we're creepier than any of you. So, and Greg uh, is speaking for himself. <laughs> Greg is super creepy. Um, but yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Back then, with uh, with the uh, commercial radio and how that would work, yeah, engaging with the audience and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is completely different. It's it's just been it's been a lot of fun, but it is. Well, it's fun. I mean, if you think about it, like these people, like all of our friends and like listeners are our friends. Like this has been our community for the past nine years. Yeah, and that is everybody that's listening to this show. You know, whether you're new or new or been here for the whole two thousand episodes, the whole eighty three days of your life. Um, <laughs> I don't want to discourage. Let's have another eighty three days together. But uh, have you ever gone back and listened to our first episode? I don't. I, I don't never do could. I don't do it. We sound different. We sound f- young. We we haven't seen as many things as we have. <laughs> Life now. hadn't beaten us down. <laughs> Life has enough. beaten us down a few times <laughs> with this show. Like I said, you know, figuring out how to make a living doing a podcast is goddamn hard. It is. It was hard work, and it took us a long time to get to the bottom line yeah. on, on how to work on that. And you know, it's always a work in progress. But that that takes a toll on yeah, you. Because we took some early beatings too. Like, do you remember from that uh, lovely article that was written? Oh yeah. Like we took yeah, some. We did get some press when we first started, and some of it was was all right. And then yeah, we got a real 
real bad one. Yeah. And like, so that was, those are the times, I think in the early stages. It was real just like, When we're like still trying to wait for people to like catch on to what podcasts are. And then Mm -hmm. like, then this article comes out about us and like another group who uh, clearly 100% lied about their listener base. And in comparison, it made us look like pieces of shit. It was just humiliating. Well, it was written about us as basically we're eking out a meager existence at the bottom of the Yeah, like how dare we? (laughs) Like, it was real, real denigrating. Um, I'm gonna write a name. That's fine. I mean, the it's, I'm sure you can probably find it. I don't know. I'm not that I've ever looked it up because I don't want to see it. No, but uh, but yeah, it was it was not. And a, since that day, I have not dis- kind. I have disliked that person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of stuff was. And taken that's out when of I learned too. Like you can't trust your like. When you're talking to a journalist, always realize that they're going to try and take out um, bullet points of your conversation and then make it seem... And take it out of context. And take it, it out of context. Happen, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was the first was and a, last time that I did an interview with that well, person. That I'm was like, a nope. good lesson. Yeah, that was a good lesson that we learned, mm-hmm. you know, on that, about how how that works because we thought it was somebody that, you know, we trusted and, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. But that it's was like fine. kind of... But that, it was a great les- learning lesson. It was definitely a kick in the crotch when Greg and I yeah. were like... We're like, well, crap. Like, we're already working so hard at this. And then, like, this person that we know, who who knows us, yeah. like, writes this shitty thing about us. I'm like... But that's but that's when I realized, you know, what also helped to prove everybody that. wrong? Well, yeah, prove everybody wrong. But also, who cares? Like, they... That, that person, and I'm just, you know, singling this out for this one article, but that kind of thing, doesn't matter because our listeners are really what matters. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. We don't line. do the show for people... For no. journal, for people who would just want to talk about it and not know it, like no. we do it for. And sure, we will take some accolades every now and then, and you know when we like to try to find up, you know, financial ways, and that that kind of stuff does help financially for that attention. But really, we're doing it for everybody who listens to the show. Ooh. You know, that's 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 honestly, I mean, that's why we stay. That's why we're able to keep on doing this mm. because we have such awesome, awesome listeners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hundred percent, hundred percent mean that. You know, it's just cool. Greg's getting sentimental. No, hey, you're the one who told me to have a beer. So <laughs> you need to drink half a beer. More. I'm just talking about this. You know, I, I just I love I'm it. Well, about we don't it talk, you know, We don't pull back episodes. the curtain a we lot. We don't pull back the curtain too much. No. And I mean, yeah. I guess we do with like our um, you know crazy rantings of life every day. But well, yeah, okay, I guess we do. But I mean, this is we the do big give part. out a lot of ourselves, but we don't peel back like the actual inner workings of things. You know. Mm-hmm. What we think about that kind of stuff. Do you like my bolo tie, Greg? Sarah is wearing a bolo tie for everybody. It's pretty sweet, isn't it? In case you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing one of my nine million worthy brewing t-shirts. Yeah, I noticed so. that. I have a lot of worthy brewing It's like t-shirts. you're a one-man billboard for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, lately it does. I can't find any of my other shirts. So uh, they, they gave us a lot of shirts when they were running the sponsorship for this. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm reading some of the chat, some of the uh, information in the chat, Mr. Jenky saying, are you trying to tell me that another since defunct podcasting network in town didn't actually have hundreds of thousands of <laughs> listeners? Yeah. I wondered about that. You know, if you have hundreds of thousands of listeners per episode, you ought to be doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah, then if you don't not, give up that gig. No. You don't stop that show. <laughs> no. That's not something you do. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing fine, but, um, yeah, you have hundreds of thousands. Yeah. You, you ought to be able to figure out a way to monetize that. I can figure that out. I can figure that out, too. <laughs> but. So, Greg, since we are in our 2000th episode, what is one of your favorite memories? Oh, God. We're doing these kind of questions. You have. I would say I know one of mine. What? Is getting to meet um, Paul Reiser. That was really fun. That was still one of the coolest yeah. things. Like, I mean, because any human being knows who Paul Reiser is. In any age you are, he has you know been acting 
like my entire life. Right. Like Whether if you it's recognize alien, or, alien or mad about you yeah. or like anything, any of the billions of other things. Up. Stranger Things. Yeah. Last season of Stranger oh, Things. Oh, totally. He was yeah. awesome in that. Yeah. That was really neat. And to have him like be a, was, a cool human being. Yeah. And, I, not tra- and, he, and he said our name. Right. Because he was, that was one of those things where we, we had knew he was going to be coming in because he was uh, going to be on Helium Comedy Club and we knew he was coming in. But we had heard a bunch of people talking about how, oh, yeah, be careful with him. Like he could be a bad interview. He could be like he's mean. A jerk. Yeah, yeah, he could be a jerk. Could not be further from the truth. Like he showed up. We opened the door. He's like, Greg, Sarah. Like he had – Done some research and knew our names. Yeah, like Paul or at least Reiser he actually took our, the second to or like, asked, remember, yeah, yeah. <laughs> asked the driver what her names were. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, that's still that was pretty cool. All right, how about you, Greg? Favorite moments from the show? Yeah, probably one of my favorite earliest moments of the show was our first listener party that we had when we had no idea how many people would show up. Yeah, or whether we didn't when really it was like a know. thousand degrees outside. Yeah, it was a thousand degrees outside, and we had this tiny. <gasps> We, we and we rented it, the karaoke machine. We had a karaoke machine. I forgot about that. We did it in the Hawthorne Lounge, coincidentally part of where we just had the podcast festival, because now we're running the Portland Podcast Festival. That's what's changed over nine years. And But in that, that small room, we had our first listener party, and we made the mistake, well, because we didn't want to get too big a place. And then have hardly anybody show up. Yeah, because like, oh, okay, because that looks terrible. No, because honestly, we did that once with uh, Rick's show. Like, yeah, we booked, booked too, too big, big of a venue, and then it just—you never—you'd rather be a lot of people in a smaller place than a few people in a big yeah. place. Uh-huh. Like that's then it's it all just about looks... appearance, and <laughs> it just looks. Even though, even if there are like you know two hundred people there, but yeah. it's like a five hundred person venue, like it's yeah. never going to look awesome. No, it doesn't look <laughs> no. as good. But we uh, unfortunately didn't book a big enough place. And we didn't realize that because we had people lined up outside that weren't able to get in. That was a really cool feeling at that time. And then doing uh, Romancing the Spammer, the conclusion of Romancing the <gasps> we Spammer did, We live. did that live. And then didn't Lisa and Brian tell their horrible story? They told the worst story ever. The worst story. It is still one of the worst things I've ever heard. You don't even need to know it. That's not on any of the episodes of Fun Employment Radio, but I believe you can find it somewhere. I think worst story. I think I had a URL for it. I think you just got rid of that one. Did I? Did I get rid of it mm-hmm. finally? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, doing the the finale of Romancing the Spammer, which, by the way, quick side note, that album is going to be going back up for sale uh, very soon. So we'll have a, a new, not a new one, but a reissuing the original Romancing the Spammer album. Mm-hmm. But finishing that on stage and having people uh, also with me re like yell out, uh, entrepreneur and, and seeker, seeker of romance. romance. That was really awesome. That was <laughs> such a good feeling. It's like, okay, this is this is working. People are actually well, people this wearing funny. the shirts there because our first um, listener party, we had like free admission if you have your like Fun Employment Radio yeah, T-shirt on. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was when. Um, oh my God, what was the name of the of the stripper alarm clock? Oh, Destiny. Um, no, Amber Destiny. Amber Destiny. Because her well, face looked I, like Amber's. Like our oh friend Amber. Oh my God, I forgot. What is the and stripper she, alarm clock still around? I think no, because remember, uh, somebody broke, broke it. Yeah, it got broke. But at then that they party. bought it, us another one. Yes, it was this old. St- my brother got me a stripper alarm clock one time as a joke gift, and we had it at the old studio, the original studio, which was in my house, and it would go off every now and then. It was this stripper that would turn around on a pole, and yeah, we would we would play that every now and then on the show. Amber Destiny. Amber Destiny. Oh yeah. my god. That is funny. I forgot about that. And that music. I remember the music. I had the face. It's somewhere we've got it. Somewhere I recorded it so we could use it as a sounder. Oh, I know you did. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't think I have it with me right now, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's probably one of my, one of my favorite moments. I mean, there's been a lot since then, of course it's, it's always gotten better, but that was the first one where I was like, okay, we, we really have something. Yeah. Here. We could do something here. Yeah. We've got something. Well, what else were we going to do with the 2000? Oh, I just came up with like dumb things of, uh, I was looking at other, other things that have lasted for 2000 episodes. Um, and for television shows, now we are in contention with Love Connection. Whoa. 2,000 plus episodes. Rachel Ray has apparently been on for over 2,000 episodes. Weird. Rachel Ray. I didn't even know Rachel Ray still had a thing. No, but okay. Good for her. And uh, 106 in Park apparently lasted for over 2,000 episodes as well. But now it's done. It's on Was it show BT? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to see other things, but there's, there's, not a, there's a lot of stuff well, that lasted operas. longer than 2,000. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I was looking for, like, right in the 2,000 range. Let's see. The, maybe the Daily Show. No. Nope. The Daily Show. I don't even think they've done 2,000 episodes. Or maybe they've done more. I don't know. I'd have to take a look. I was just looking for the general 2,000 range. <laughs> but, yeah. And um, I don't know. I was just thinking. Well, I not, thought you were looking at some year 2,000 stuff. I did. Well, no. You had year 2,000 stuff. No. I thought you did. Oh. Well, we made a mistake on that. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. No, I, well, got the, I got the number 2,000. Oh, okay. You have the number 2,000. Yes. No, I did think about it. Like, if we did an episode every year, if every year there was an episode of Fun Employment Radio, we would back, be back to, you know, AD 18 would be. Anno Domini? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good look at you. Yeah. Did you have any? Eight, you I, have I tried to look up year 18 facts. Because <laughs> it's like the, we would have an episode for every single year since the year 18 up until now. Of employment radio. If we filmed, Throughout if we recorded one, if we recorded one podcast a year, one podcast a year, we would last brings back. us to this point. <laughs> and yeah, not not a lot happened. Not a lot happened back then. It turns out. All right. Yeah, Tiberius was was the Caesar. Yeah, this this is failing. Like bail me out here. I'm throwing you. Like I'm staring at you to bail me out on this, and you're not bailing what me out. What about Y2K, Greg? <laughs> just letting me drown. Um, Do you want me to look up some things about the year 2000? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why don't you do? You know that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were still together in the year 2000. In the year 2000. What about in year 2009? Like when we first started, what was going on in the year two thousand nine? Well, unfortunately, when we first started on the date, there was a bad thing that happened. Oh yeah, there is. November fifth, two thousand nine, was the first day our show was posted. It wasn't our first recording because we recorded them a couple of days before that. But yeah, that was the first the first day our show went up. Yeah, and yeah. So if was, you look it up, you'll see exactly that, what Yeah, happened. if you look up yeah. that date, yeah. So I was like, Greg, I'm gonna look, look up history on November fifth, two thousand nine. What could you know? What yeah. there's a lot of bad things that have happened since then. I mean, there's just there's not much you can do about that. Uh, it's, it's not our fault. We were the good thing that happened that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In 2009, Michael Jackson died. Oh, was it that year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was during the Rick Emerson show. Oh, so that must time. have been earlier. Yeah, that was earlier in the year. I want to say it was like April or something. It was earlier in the no, year. No, because it was during the... Um, oh, summer. It was summer because I remember right. going to the pool. You're right. It was summer. Yeah. Because I remember when that happened, Rick called me and he's like, start pulling this audio and this stuff. It was in the middle of the day. And, uh, and we started pre- prepping for the next day right at that moment. Just like, oh, sure, crap, we got to get some stuff together. June, Vicky is saying, June is when that happened. Yeah, because I remember I was going to uh, Stripper Soup that day. And somebody like called and woke me up because I had gone to sleep after going to the morning show. Stripper Soup, that's a thing that was a big part of the show mm-hmm. over the years. I was thinking about other things you know, that we've, we've done, like things that we've done on the show. 
you know, over the years. Stripper soup was a big part for stripper years. Stripper soup was such a big part. Yeah. That, every summer for like several summers because we had stripper soup and then it was, what was it? Like dong stew or something. No, it was uh, <laughs> uh, douchebag stew. Douchebag stew. Mm-hmm. Douchebag stew, stripper soup, and then it had a theme. And then you stopped going there. I actually didn't go once last year. Yeah. Well, because after my— So to explain yeah. really quick, stripper soup is the uh, colloquial name for the pool that Sarah sneaks into during the summer and pretends that she lives I at this apartment to... complex. Yes. So you've pretended to live there for how long now? Uh, it would be about 15 years <laughs> you've, you've lived there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very long, long resident. At this apartment complex. All right, let's see. It was uh, the last. <laughs> it was the last season of Battlestar Galactica. In two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that on overnights for KUFO. That's when I first started watching that. Oh, that's a good show to watch for it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I'd binge watch that in Dexter. I'd watch a ton. That doesn't of seem like something I'd want to watch like locked into a radio station. And, and then the other thing was listening to Coast to Coast AM in between talk breaks. So, yeah. I don't know why I would do that. That was a creepy-ass station, too, that we worked at. Oh, God, yes. It was really creepy. Because there were people that would, like, be outside. Like, I remember people would, like, knock on the windows sometimes mm-hmm. when we were sitting out there. And I'd be there at, four, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, like, mm-hmm. There were just weird sounds, like, in there. Because on the overnights, a lot of the times when you did that, there's only one person. So when I was doing it, it would just be me at the stu- at the whole station, you know, just managing in case anything goes off air or whatever. And yeah, it would, there's just weird noises and it's creepy. And then you'd get randomly, somebody would show up and go into the Playhouse studio and do drugs or something. And Oh, yeah, yeah. they were doing so many drugs. Yeah, yeah. They would show up in the middle of the night sometimes and would freak me out. Oh, I bet because they're like, all right, I'm just not going to go to bed. Well, yeah, well, they're, they're not supposed to be there. Like nobody was supposed to be there and they'd show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. I'm trying to say, let's see. Oh, the Rihanna and uh, Chris Brown incident happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, Twilight That was when I was popular. on Jammin'. Uh, Kanye West uh, took the microphone away from Taylor Swift. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christian Bale, you know, lost his shit on the set of um, whatever movie it was that he was singing. I remember the Kanye-Taylor Swift thing happening because uh, Art Webb did that to me on the Rick Emerson show. Like the next day. When I was oh, in the middle of ball talk. Yeah, he, I remember he walk, just walked into the studio and took the microphone away from me live on the air. And <laughs> I can't remember what he said. Like, I'm, I'm sure going to let Greg finish. I'm going to let Greg finish. But. Oh, boy. No, it, was, it was pretty funny. I know. Yo, he was great. Yeah. I, I'm just looking. There's uh, t- 2009 was just kind of, I think, like the Michael Jackson death thing kind of took over everything. I kind of weighed over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a real good segment. Just well, out of the hey. I thought you said that you had 2009. No, huh? No. Mm-hmm. No, I had the year 18. See, this is the thing. 2,000 episodes later, this is what's still going on. Like, oh, I thought you had the year 2000 facts. I mean, I can tell you where I was in the year 2000. Tell me. Which I was, I was here. I went to a, for the year 2000 for New Year's, I was at the Cobalt Lounge in downtown Portland, which oh my God. no longer exists. My card got stolen from there once. I had, I had a couple experiences at that place, but I was at the Cobalt Lounge. It was, I remember it was this party. I was there with my girlfriend at the time and it was a hundred dollars. For this party. $100? $100 per person, which was a lot. But it was like That's a, still a lot. It was like a Christmas gift, everything. But it was all the food and drink you could you could have. Okay. So it was open bar and op- and food. The food wasn't that great, I, I, as I recall. But it was an open bar, and we just decided to do it. And uh, Hank the Angry Dwarf from the Howard Stern Show was the star guest. And Jesus Presley was the band. Jesus Presley was awesome. Oh, I don't yeah. know if they're still around or not. 
yeah, Hank the Angry Dwarf was the big, the big draw. And sure enough, he was angry. He was just an angry, angry little man. I am shocked that <laughs> Hank the Angry Dwarf I, was angry. Like I tried to get a picture with him because I'm like, okay, I paid all this money and he's here. You know, that's what he's here for. And he wouldn't even take a picture with me. He was just an angry man. That's where I was anyway. For the year he was a small, angry man. I in no way expected that. <laughs> he really, you know, I thought it was just going to be, you know, it's like they call, you know, really tall people tiny. I thought maybe, you know, he was just a really happy guy. He was not a happy guy. He was not a happy I think any time I've ever heard anyone described as like an angry little person, like they're usually pretty angry. Just like that one, that guy who was outside of uh, O'Shea's oh, yeah. in, Vegas. in Vegas. He was yeah. also a small, angry man. Yeah. Well, he had to dress in a leprechaun suit. <laughs> I thought he was amazing. But Unironically, I know you thought he was amazing. No, I really did. I, I loved seeing that guy down there. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, he did. Uh, he, was, he was also angry. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you remember when we used to do, uh, this is a Member Berries episode, apparently. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, one of the things, one of the, so we've had a lot of different, like, bits or something that'll last for a while mm-hmm. on the show, and then they'll just kind of go away. Oh, like that super popular one, Lame Confessions? Lame Confessions was a huge hit. God. Huge hit. I know. I, I think I've worn it out because I've had to play that. That's the one that we that. could have spun into a television show. I know. Right there. Lame Confessions. Everybody wants that one to come back. I know. Everyone's like, I get emails, like, me- like <laughs> thousands of emails every day. Lame Confessions. Confessions. <laughs> Ew, my voice. I sound it. like such a creepy, like, sexy yeah, robot. Yeah, because you were supposed to say, yeah. Confessions. Confessions. Yeah, that's what we wanted you to sound like on mm. that one. Obviously, huge hit. Huge hit for Fun and Players mm-hmm. Radio. Multiple offers. We turned all the offers down, though. Comedy Central. All like, of them down. They instantly came, and they're like, we want to turn this into a series, maybe a movie. There's All this is on the table, and we're like, no. We're going to stick to our to our true form, which is this right here. We're going to stick to what we do. Does anyone have any questions for us? Because Greg uh, didn't research the year 2000 properly. I didn't know I was supposed to. The other one I was going to bring up, though, is Ronnie and Sammy. When we used to do the... <gasps> Because we started so in the heyday, in the heyday of Jersey Shore. Oh shit! Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a big deal back then. Well, I don't know if it was a big deal, but it was all over. Well, the place. Well, it's back now. Like, look, we've yeah. gone full Jersey Shore circle. Oh, I don't know if I feel good about that or not. Ew, we've gone full Jersey Shore circle. We were there at the beginning, and now we're here at the the round two. Yeah, man. Because Sammy, I don't think is back in the new one because she can't be around Ronnie. Because it was too, because uh, he was a, a dick or something. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Well, we used to do the readings of, like, Shakespeare plays as Ronnie and Sammy. Oh, my God. We did do that. Yeah, we did do that. Jesus. It's like I said, summer hits, summer misses. Summer swings and misses. <laughs> you get, you, you know, get a little of both over 2000 You know who episodes. I miss from the beginning, though? Hmm. It's Sharky. Oh, God damn You Sharky. broke him. Sharky wasn't there at the very beginning. Sharky was there, like, a couple of years in. Oh, yeah, because we were doing Hood to Coast, and that's how I yeah. got him first. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cruel of you to break him. I didn't, actually. Todd did. Technically, it's Todd who broke Sharky. Mm. Todd, who is now a part of the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, so that was his master plan all along. Murder Sharky and take his place. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, get the Mark and Todd cast in Portland at the movies on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, that was his whole plan. It oh, worked. No. Good for you, Todd. We see through it, finally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, no, I'm, like, religious and a nice guy. No, he's a fucking murderer. Because <laughs> that sounds exactly like – that was a perfect Todd impression. That's exactly what he says anytime you meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm a good guy and I'm religious. Oh, that's what he says. That's, yeah. that's I mean, if anyone, exactly anyone who's says. met Todd would know sounds just a like perfect him. impression. Sounds just like him. It's spot on. All right, well, since we are talking about the hand of time passing, I have to tell you – so I'm part of my uh, – so we were talking about how my 20-year high school reunion is coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I swear to fucking God. I am in my 20-year reunion uh, Facebook group where people are talking about, you know, like buying tickets and who they're excited to see. People are already like – we're all, what, almost 40 now? Talking shit about people that they didn't like from the class. In the Facebook group? In the Facebook group that everybody's a – like – a fan, like, you know, everyone's a part of. Wow. It is so awkward. Like, what are they saying? There's one guy, let's see, so People this guy are still named Brian. Up on it? This guy, Brian, is talking about, well, he says, like, a lot of stuff in here. And he's like, oh, he says, um, even though we didn't know each other very well, I knew some of you, um, I, I knew some of you well and some of you not so well, but you all had an effect on me growing up. For instance, I had the craziest crush on Holly. And never had the—I won't say her last name—and never had the courage to say anything. He's saying that in the Facebook group? This is the group. There's like 300 of us. It's like, uh, also, I don't know if you all remember Jason Blank. Hell, I don't know if he was in our class, but damn, that guy was an asshole. However, I'm better for knowing him because I learned how not to be an asshole. Whoa, somebody's really hung up on something Dude. from 20 years ago. And then all these look, people, I, there, there were references assholes. to like people's ex-wife. Like they're like, oh yeah, well, good thing I don't have to bring the the ball and chain with me since we since we split. That's really personal to be sharing it's with. It's so them. personal and it's so awkward. So like the more things change, the more they stay the same. Like these people are who, you know, like 20 years ago I graduated high school with. What are you writing in there? Nothing. I wrote, I bought my tickets, yay. Oh, That's you need all to start posting in there. You need to stir some stuff up. Like, I stir it up a little bit. There are some stirs. And then someone else commented. So I don't remember whatever this guy is that um, that, that guy didn't like. But somebody else also commented and said, I, too, didn't like him. Hmm. So I don't know if this guy says, uh, I'll be the first to say it. I never got along well with Jason Blank either. I don't remember any particular instance. But as Maya Angelou... Wait, but as Maya this. Angelou said, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And this the feeling what... I get when thinking about him is infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so just to clarify, this is a Facebook group just for people to, like, buy tickets yeah, or something? Yeah, to buy tickets and to, like, talk about, but like, everybody's hey, shit-talking already? And share your pictures so that when we is... can have our slideshow. This thing's in, like, three months? It's in two months. It's two next month. It's, a, it's uh, June 30th. Two months and they're already shit-talking on Facebook? Oh That's my God, gonna be it's going awesome. to be awesome. It's going to be a fucking mess. And by the way, you're going with me. Why am I going because with you? Because you have to come with me. Because I am not married and I don't have kids and you're the closest to a life partner that I have. You're coming <laughs> with me. All right. It's going all to right. be hilarious. Because this last, the 20-year one, like people are all like rubbing their pregnant stomachs oh, and like in, in happy marriages. Now everything has gone to shit. It sounds like a real bitter group. I know. I know. Do I, so do I have to pretend like I'm in your class? No, you don't have to pretend. Can I'll I be, be like, hey, this is, my, uh, this is my co-host of the- Hi. The, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I want to stir some yeah. things up. Why can't I just pretend to be somebody from your class? Because everyone... Well, see, the Hi, thing I'm is, Donnie. You remember Donnie. I wasn't even in my class very long. You know, long. cool guy Donnie, what's well, up? You yeah. remember I only got to um, the high school I went to halfway through my junior year. I want to be cool guy Donnie. I'm not going to call you Donnie. No, you have to like... And you have to build me up. Be like, and then hey guys, did you see that cool guy Donnie's here? And then there's the sad person that writes something because, you know, it costs money for the tickets 
to you know buy tickets to the reunion because it covers like dinner and you get a drink ticket. Again, it's at a casino. Oh my god! Nice. And then someone, this girl named Michelle, said, "I'm I'm sorry, I can't go. I don't have money and I don't drive." Okay. And it's like, Why well, you- now I feel bad for. Me. I don't remember her. I don't remember hardly any of these people except for my friends. Which I didn't have, like, a crazy amount of. Man. Mine seems way more... T- I guess you did go to mine. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So mine was way more little... tame compared to that. No, this is going to be... A way less drama. They hired a DJ that's going to be playing all the 90s, 1998 hits, which will consist of, what, the Titanic theme song... Corn. ...and Corn and Backstreet Boys. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, you know, there's got stuff, ups and downs for that one. Um, all right. But I think that some of, some people are, like, really looking forward to this. Like, this is, like, the big, like, life event that they have been building toward, which is great for them. Like, if this is super, I'm actually kind of excited and a little nervous because I don't really know Look, everybody. I went to mine, but Greg, I mean, if that's, like, your, Are you done big... with your beer? Yes. Oh, all right. I brought you a Rainier. It's right next to you. Here we go. Let's, right. let's go for beer, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this one was really gross. I'm just not going to finish okay. that. Okay, we'll leave that one there. Cheers, Greg. Cheers. Cheers, everybody out there. Cheers. I'm cheersing you, and then here, cheers to me. Edward says, "Refer to him as your non-sexual life partner." <laughs> <laughs> this Hello. is my non-sexual life partner. Well, my my tenure ringing. Yeah. Oh, Ben's got good ideas though. I could go as Larry Omtrock. I could go as Derek from Derek's Fishing Hole. Oh boy. Well, see, the thing is... Can I make up things about you? Because the thing is, it's like, I don't think that anyone, except for, like, my my friends who are going to be there, like, my, a couple of my girlfriends who are graduated with, who I've kept in touch with, like, nobody, I don't think, really knows what it is that I do. Do you want me to, like, pump you up? I mean, I, I might be willing to do that. Go around the room and be like, hey, guys, uh, I hope everybody's having a good time. I'm, you know, I don't know you. I'm here with Sarah, as I'm sure you know she's here. She did ask me beforehand just to request that... Um, everybody, if you have, if you want to speak to her, just ask me and I'll deliver the message. And if she feels like talking, then she'll come on over. Otherwise, it's best if we just don't make eye contact and, uh, feel free to send drinks. Here's a list of things that she does like, and just, uh, contact an appropriate server. Just don't bring them over yourself. Okay. All right. Let's have a good time tonight. And I'll go around and do that to everybody. Do you want me to do that? No. No, I can make it real awkward. I can make this thing so awkward for Well, because there are some, like, super successful people I went to school with. Like, this guy, Gabe, that went to my school is, uh, is like, a very well-known, like, um, backup dancer for, like, a bunch of touring groups. Okay. Is there such a thing as a well-known backup well, dancer? Well, not well-known, but he's, he's well-used. He's, like, he goes... He goes <laughs> I'm a well-used backup dancer. He is. Like, people really like him as a backup dancer. So he goes I'm on sure. tour with a bunch of big names. I'm sure... I'm sure that's that's cool. Yes, and then another uh, girl I went to school with <laughs> was an Olympian. She was on the U.S. bobsled team. What's she look like? She's very pretty. Right. So can I again? I don't know. If she's maybe gonna, I should she be something an, more. She has an RSVP'd. Maybe I could be like. Let's see. How can we work this out for me? Um, how can you embarrass me? I think. I mean, it makes me want to go as a tycoon, to be honest. Like, because that's really going to impress. Because so I have to one up these people. I've got to one up a. Very famous backup dancer. And also I've got one up, one up an Olympian. Now, the Olympian, I <laughs> the just want to. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to one-up her, but I kind of be on par. I got to be on par. I'm going to see if she has RSVP'd. Okay. Which is so creepy. Like, I feel creepy because that creepy because I don't think that she's even, you know, thought about me. Yeah. And here you are talking about her on your. 
internet show. So they have no idea what you do? Um, I know that Gabe does. He's pretty great. Um, I haven't talked to Bree. Gabe, I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of you being a well-known back. Gabe is not listening to the show. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, she's I want to be a... I have to get in a fight with a backup dancer at your thing. Oh, it could be like a (laughs) dance-off. You can do your like flip-up thing that you do. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can do that. I save that for usually courage, but I could could bust that out. Ooh, is there going to be a dance party? Oh, there's going to be a dance party. Do I mean have a dance? Like, should I... No, and the DJ is also... Like, what can I do with this? What do you want me to do? I don't know, but the DJ is also this guy that I went to school with, too, and he was very kind of intense, like, computer nerd kind of guy, mm-hmm. which is fine. He was very nice, but uh, but the guy who's in charge of uh, doing the class reunion stuff and putting it together, his name's Jason, and uh, he's just like, oh, so we're just trying to, you know, solidify a DJ if we could, you know, so someone could play it. And this guy was just irate, and he's like, oh, Jason, you talked to me about it. You said that I could be the DJ, and I've been planning to be the DJ, Jason, <laughs> and I was going to play 90s hits, Jason. Why am I the DJ? This is all in the chat for this everybody to see. This is all where everybody can see. So it's a bunch of old people who don't know how to use Facebook. Oh, it's glorious. Like, it is my things favorite thing. that should be thing. sent in a private message. It is being... my favorite thing. Usually, like, you know, when you get up and, like, you look at something online, like, my first thing that I go is to is I'm, like, 20-year high school reunion. I go to that group <laughs> first thing every day. Every day. Oh, that's And there are also memes that people are posting in this group that say, like, one day you're passing notes in class, and the next day you wake up and you're old. Wow. Uh, there's also the inspiring one that says, High There's school- going to be so many fights and so much crying at your 20-year so reunion. Crying. There's uh, going to be a lot of crying. on this it says, High school reunions, and it shows a black and white picture you know, of children hugging. It says, because you can't hug a friend on Facebook. <laughs> Why is your class like, is it, are you sure this is not your 40-year reunion? I don't know. Because mine was not like that, and I'm they're older also, than you. They're also using some mine outdated not- season one Game of Thrones uh, memes, brace yourself. Class reunion is coming. I'm three years older than you, basically, and my mine was, and I come from a tiny town. A tiny town. But even then, we weren't posting things like this on the Facebook invite. Like this sounds seriously. It sounds like you're going to a 40 year reunion. Oh yeah, of people who just figured out how Facebook works. Oh yeah, and are working through all their issues in mm-hmm. a group. Setting. I, I didn't even read to you the 17,000 posts about people who can't figure out how <laughs> PayPal works. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I could come in and say I'm a tech executive, and they would have no clue. They wouldn't know. Just like, oh, yeah, he a made money. He made money on the mean. internets. Like, I'll just tell them, oh, yeah, I made all my money on the internets. And then I can be a tycoon. I can be an internet tycoon. I'll just tell them that. They're not going to know how it works. Like, clearly, they don't know how Facebook works or PayPal. So if I just told them I'm an internet tycoon, they're going to believe that. Like, yes, I right, do not make fun of my. Do not make fun of my, my I'm not making fun of them. Classmates. I'm trying to impress them for you. It's all to help you out. I mean, and me. But, you know, that I can, I can walk around and be the tycoon and um, say, uh, uh, sorry, I don't. Would you mind getting me a drink? I have all my money in Bitcoin, and apparently they do not take that here. But I assure you, I'm good for it. Send me your email address. I'll send you some Bitcoin in return, and then I'll get free drinks. Because they'll be like, well, he's an internet tycoon. He has Bitcoin. So By the way, I did get money. the tickets in time that we each do get. Uh, get. You bought me a ticket? Yeah, I got you a ticket. <laughs> all right. No, I got somebody a ticket, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going by myself. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm making Greg come with me. Because at least it'll be entertaining. We could probably do some video. And get some shit can out we? of this. Why not? Okay. All right. I mean, we can at least record stuff and we could do like a whole running commentary 
on my 20 year reunion. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> Wait, and you're I mean, okay with everybody seeing this? That's at your reunion. Yeah, I don't care. I'm proud of what we do. I don't give a shit. No, I mean, as we're making fun of them. Or I'm not making fun of anyone. I haven't said anyone's last names, and that's they true. know how ridiculous they're acting online. Yeah, that's true. That is all on them. I mean, they're, they're doing They're posting that, that publicly. That's, yeah, that's, that's on them. Yeah, especially like it's. Just keep yeah, it to yourself. That's like, not I a was private able, conversation. You're I'm right. Able, that's not a private conversation. I'm able to is. be a part of the group and say, got my tickets, looking forward to seeing everyone, and then that's it. Like, I was able to stop there. I think other people should be able to, too. All right. Okay, well, I'm in. Maybe not video, because we can't legally do that, but we can... Well, oh, I don't... It's, it's in a casino? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the oh, rules yeah, are yeah. on that. I don't know how they work. Okay. You might not be able to film in a... We can, we can probably pictures. record. Well, you and I can like sit and record, and we could do, you know, like, yeah, deep thoughts from. I'm not sure how that works. Hmm. What the legalities are of filming in a casino? No, you absolutely cannot film in a casino. You can't take you a sure? picture. I know you can for... take pictures, can't you? Nope, I know for a fucking fact because my mom and I went to this particular casino and we won like a hundred dollars on a game, and uh-huh. I was taking a picture of it, and uh, the security guy came up to me and he's just like, "No pictures in the casino," and he made me delete it. Really? mm Hmm. Like he made you flip through your phone and delete it? Yeah, he was like, oh, "You need to delete that picture." I didn't. I didn't delete. It. He told me to. I didn't do it. But yeah, you can't. Weird. Take I didn't know that. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, it's being. I'm looking here in the chat. Uh, ben says, "Yeah, dude, you will get thumped right out." Hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. You can take pics in the private rooms. Oh, like the private uh, poker rooms or whatever. All your money day. Oh, so Shannon in Bakersfield says, "Greg, you made all your money day trading." Are now a venture capitalist looking to. Oh, those are all fancy idea. words. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I just say I'm an internet tycoon? Well, don't use. I'm an internet tycoon. tycoon. Okay, you're not allowed to embarrass me. I'm not embarrassing. And I don't you. want you to I'm be mean you to up. my classmates that totally don't remember not, who I am. I'm not being mean to that anybody. I'm hyping you up. It's like, ooh, do you see Sarah? Like she showed up with an. Internet are you going to wear tycoon. a shirt that says like Team Sarah? No, I am not going to wear a shirt that says Team Sarah. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh my god, you want me to embarrass you? You don't want me to embarrass you, but you want me to wear a shirt that says Team Sarah. No. You do that, then I am going to go the embarrassing route. Okay, I will, I will say, make a scene. I will say something since I know this person doesn't know how to use PayPal and I'm not going to even say what gender they are or anything. Okay. But you'll be able to guess. But there is a particular person that's coming to the reunion whose husband. All right, yeah, it's a girl. Um, whose husband is in uh, federal prison? For what? Bad things. Oh. And she, uh, so he's her new husband because she just got married to him in prison. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. So they weren't together beforehand. They, they were together, but then in order for them to be able to visit each other. To have the conjugal visit visits. Other, they had to be married. So there are pictures. She posts pictures. What? Like, picture he did bad, bad stuff, huh? That's are you showing this on? their wedding day in the, in the prison yard. Oh, my God. I don't know if you should show that. The, Can people see that? Yeah, people could see that. We may have to oh. cut that out of the video. That means we might not be able to post this video. Well, we shouldn't post this video anyway. This is for... Yeah, I mean anywhere. Maybe I can blur it out. Well, you can't see her name. No, I think you, I think you could. Mm. <laughs> but that's all right. Well, I mean, I'm not friends with her on Facebook, and I'm able to see this. Oh, it's public, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a public picture. Yeah. Wow. So he's not going to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's, yes. It wasn't really visible. Okay. 
Yeah, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I think it's fine. All right. Um, yeah, so there's like lots of people with lots of interesting stories that I am I am dying to find out the whole like okay. prison marriage thing. Okay. There's also some like ex. Want me to get to the bottom of the story? Like, go talk to her. Like, so where's your significant other today? Don't use an accent. Well, I have to have an accent. I mean, why would I not have an accent? We're going to this thing. Like, I'm I'm your what was it? Uh, non-sexual life, life partner. partner. <laughs> <laughs> I am a non-sexual life partner. Well, it does not Hello, mean... Hello, my name is Greg. I am Sarah's non-sexual life partner. But it does not Please mean I be... am not sexual. And then, you know... Yeah. And you wink at them and then your monocle falls off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, where's your significant other this evening? Oh, so he won't be showing up then. You know, and then... Yeah, prison dudes. Do you really yeah. want to be yeah flirting with a girl whose husband probably is not. in a federal, <laughs> in federal penitentiary? <laughs> yeah. For something terrible? No, probably mm. not. Probably not. <laughs> That's the thing I do love about Bremerton, though, is that it's very... It's full of surprises. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a classy town. If you can believe it. Is there going to be like a gang fight at this thing, or what's going on at this? I don't know. Sounds like old people, mostly. So. No, it sounds like old people. Yeah. yeah. I think there'll probably be some people who haven't been out in 20 years, and they're going to have two beers and be, like, schnockered. That's right. That does sound. Because they're going to be like, like oh, we're getting a sitter. Can't wait to put our party shoes on. <laughs> wait, did somebody say that? Oh, yes. Somebody said we're putting our party shoes yes, on? Yes. We've got a sitter, and we're going to take an Uber, and we've got know. our party shoes on. <sighs> I know. I know. Sounds like Scott Daly. Um, except Scott's, <laughs> Scott, Scott is more... More understands the internet far more than these people. Um, wow. Yeah, no, and again, like if anyone from my class happens to be listening, I'm not making fun of anybody. Like I was a nobody in school. Like I don't even think people will, will remember me. Oh, you might was, be surprised. No, because I was barely there, and then um, well, you do have a different. Well, yeah, they yeah. might be surprised. You yeah, live in a they, different place. Yeah, I'm a, I have a stage name. Everybody knows that. And then, um, but. Uh, a lot of my friends were seniors when I was a junior, mm-hmm. and so and then I was dating this guy who, uh, when I was a senior, he was still living in Bremerton. He was graduated, so I basically spent all my time with the older people. So mm-hmm. I didn't really hang out with a lot of people in my class. Ah, uh, yeah, some weird girl. Yeah, yeah, Who's that girl. Okay, huh? This will be interesting. I know. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right, so can you're I be go? a tycoon? Yeah. Are you going to wear like a tuxedo? No, because I'm one of those eccentric tycoons that doesn't wear tuxedos. <laughs> Carrie says, Sarah, Bremerton not classy. You have been to Monmouth. This is true. Bremerton is, well, this one, uh, the casino itself is kind of outside of Bremerton. So it's going to be like a little classier of a setting. But yeah, Bremerton itself is yeah, not good. I mean, I love it. But yeah. it's, a, it's a dirty, beautiful little town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I'm in. So that's what's going on in my life. All right. This yeah. sounds good. <laughs> well, I don't have any 2,000 facts yet, Sarah, so I'm sorry. I gave you all of this time to find some 2,000 No, facts. I was too interested in this. I want to know if I'm going to be a tycoon or not. That's oh, the main thing that I want to figure out. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, I spent 2,000 um, at a party in Tacoma with some weird friends from college. It was not the funnest. Tacoma doesn't sound like a fun place to spend. I mean, not, nothing against Tacoma. It's nice. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, no, I didn't really... It's like, okay, because there's somebody having a big millennium party. Yeah. Because those were, like, the thing. The millennium parties. Millennium parties. Yeah, no, I remember. I had my silver eyeshadow on. Oh, I was good to go. Mm-hmm. 
No, it was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I remember having to walk from downtown back to wherever I lived. Oh, yeah. Because there were no taxis. Well, and the Y2K stuff, remember how everyone thought all the power was going to go out? Like, that was, do you remember how big of a deal that was? It was a huge deal. Yeah. My parents were like hoarding water. For those of you that are young enough not to remember Y2K, it was a big deal. It's where everybody thought all the computers in the world were going to shut down. All the bank accounts were going to be like irretrievable. Like everything was going to. We're going back to the Stone Ages, basically. Yeah. In 2000, because so of the I thought Wall Street error. was going to shut down. Like everything was just going to go yeah. kaput and nothing would exist. It was such a panic. Yeah. It oh, was yeah. huge. It was a big deal. That's also when I had my buddy, because I was just getting out of college. I was just out of college. And uh, that's how old I am. Uh, but I remember that's when I had my friend, my friend's friend, who was the guy who did a lot of acid, like way too much acid. Oh, okay. I knew, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's known the person. Like yeah, that. this was a friend of a friend. And this guy also uh, thought that thought that the world was going to end and thought that aliens were going to be coming. And he built a spaceship in his backyard that he claimed, and he, he was going to live in this spaceship and take off at 2000 so he could escape oh, the chaos. Oh, yeah. Like that kind, that much acid? That's how much acid he did. Wow. I never saw him. I never saw him after the year 2000. Not that I, like, kept in close touch with him, but Do you think he, took he off would show up with a friend of a friend every now and then. Yeah, I would see him. And uh, and he looked like the guy that did too much acid. Like, mo- like you could cast him in a movie. Yeah. As, oh, that's acid guy. That is acid guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I don't know. Maybe he did take off. Oh, yeah, Ben is saying Christians thought it was going to be the rapture. I remember all of that crazy mm-hmm. stuff. It was all, like, end of the world. And then It nothing. was nuts. And then nothing. absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> because also, if you think about it, because everyone's waiting for the rapture and everything to happen, we're like, East Coast or West Coast time? Mm-hmm. We don't know, because it all was supposed to happen East Coast time. And so that was 9 p.m., remember? And then it didn't happen on East Coast time. Yeah. And so everyone's thinking that it was going to happen West Coast time. Right. And I remember it still didn't happen. talking to a coworker at the time, because I think I had just gotten a job, saying that I was going to go to downtown Portland for... Year 2000, she's like, that's way too dangerous. When Y2K happens, that is not where you're going to want to be. Like, you'll be trapped down there. And they, basically, in her mind, it was going to turn into the purge. You know, this was before the purge. But that's <laughs> yeah. pretty much what she was picturing was going to happen during Y2K. But it did not. It did not. It did not. Spoiler alerts. It did not. It did not. 2,000 episodes, Sarah. 2,000 episodes, Greg. We've done 2,000 episodes of Fun Employment Radio. That's weird. It's that still weird, weird to think about. I know. Who's your favorite interview of all time mm. that we had on this show? Which I know that's a tough question. I, I get, we get asked that all the time. But what's one of your favorite ones? Um, like favorite of all time is tough, but what, yeah, what, what's what's one time? that stands out that you remember? Um, oh my gosh, you really are putting me on the spot here. Uh, I really enjoyed interviewing. Hmm. After she warmed up, because I feel like we we got along pretty well because I watched more of her TV shows than you had. Margaret Cho was pretty fun to talk to. Really? Once she loosened up a little. Yeah, she, she wasn't first a big came fan in, she of was me. Not, yeah, she was not very friendly. No, she she wasn't. I mean, it's not that she's not a – she wasn't mean. She yeah. was just like, let's okay, <gasps> we're here for business and let's go ahead and do this. But actually also blanket, like forever, Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's always. I yeah. mean, he's always. He always. He's a friend of the, of the park. show at this he's, point. Yeah. He's very nice. Yeah, we both have Bobby Lee's phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob, Bobby's, Bobby's awesome. Every yeah, time, I don't every know. time Bobby you? comes in, you never know what you're going to get. Um, and there's just been so many, you know, that have happened. You're going to say Aries Spears, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's not Aries Spears. <laughs> Spoiler. It's not. Although the first time we had him in, he was fine. 
<clears throat> like the I think we've had him in two or three times at least. But the first time he was in, he was okay. He wasn't quite as nutty. Yeah. Like he was fine. Um yeah, Bert, Bert <gasps> Paul Kreischer, Mooney. Paul Mooney. Oh my god, I haven't thought about Paul Mooney in years. Uh, John's How's asking he doing? who would you have back tomorrow if you could ha- get any past guest? I'd love to talk to Amy again. Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we've had her on a couple of times. Um I'd love to talk to her now, like because she was successful when she was in, but she was just on her way up, and she still remembers us. She posted about us on Instagram or, oh, yeah. or wrote on our uh, one of our posts. I also just went to see her movie. I feel pretty, and it was very good. Yeah, I think that would be fun to have her. That back would in. be that's a good answer, Greg. Yeah, yeah. We've I mean we've just had so many. I'm trying to think who was I most like? I mean, Mr. Leahy was the one I was most starstruck about, and I was just yeah. a phoner. You know, R.I.P. Mr. Leahy. John Dunsworth. That one was probably the one that I was most nervous about just because I was such a fan of, of him on Trailer Park Boys. I don't know why. Out of all the big stars that we've had in. Oh, I know. That was very yeah. exciting Mis- for you. Mr. Leahy. Mr. Leahy. I still have his phone number. Oh. I know. R.I.P. Mr. Leahy. Oh, buddy. Ben Bailey. Yeah, Ben Bailey was a lot of fun. We had oh, him he was a couple great. of times. David Tell was really cool. Yeah, David Tell was a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because- He was actually just in Amy Schumer's movie that really? I just uh, I feel pretty. Yep. I won't say what party he is, but I was like, oh, there he is. Dave Attell was, um, he invited us to go to his show, his uh, stand-up show that night that he was here in town and brought us up on stage. And that was really awkward, I remember. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And like, then there was somebody here. else in town who I might have worked with at some point who decided to take that opportunity to uh, oh, yeah. try he and went do up some to, stand-up. Yeah, that's right. It he was the most up. embarrassing thing. Yeah, another media personality that was brought up on stage, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mr. Jenke says, the first time you had Greg Proops on the show, felt like you'd turned a corner. Uh, was that, that, was, that, was was that our, like the beginning of the comedian interviews? That was our first yeah. helium guest, Greg yeah. Proops was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Proops really did. You know, And then we became friends with all the local comedians, too, who are now big. You know, Ron Funches and Ian Carmel and Shane. Shane Torres, yeah. And Sean. Sean and, Jordan. Yeah, Gabe, all, all Dinger. of them. <laughs> I'm just yep. going to, I'm doing all their last names yep. while you do their first Dinger. names. Um, Dinger. Yeah, so that that was though kind of the start. Greg Proops was the first one that kind of turned that, and that was at the uh, the old studio, the studio on. Well, I could say where it was on like Tenth and Division mm-hmm. is where we were. Yep. Yeah that that did that did kind of turn a corner for it. Mm-hmm. And then we started bringing in more. John's asking who was who was the most surprising as far as personality expectations versus reality. Oh, I mean Paul Reiser is definitely up there for that, just because we didn't we didn't have a lot of expectations, but what we had heard was. Not good for some reason. I think those people were just very misinformed. Yeah. And I would say like, experience. and for me, again, I'm probably going to say Margaret Cho because when we didn't, we didn't quite know what to expect from her, but you think kind that she's going around. to be super friendly and, or, and she was just so quiet. She and so like, very hello, business. hello, very I'm Margaret. Business. And we're like, yeah. oh shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that the You're reason right. why I like that interview is because like, because it was really difficult and then getting to break through when I was like, yeah, I love Drop Dead Diva. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and I love that. And, and I saw you on Sex in the City, and that's when it's fun to be able to use what you know to try and get someone to, like, loosen up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and, and you, you know, we don't know who what somebody's going to be like a lot of times when they come in, but it does help that there's two of us. Like, sometimes the interviews, and if you listen to them, sometimes it's clear we're both, uh, we're all three on the same page or wherever the guest is. Sometimes 
they like Sarah more, or they they feel more comfortable talking to Sarah, or sometimes it's me. They mm-hmm. feel more comfortable talking to me. A lot of times me. they like talking you to Greg. It just kind of Especially depends. the dudes. They're just like looking it depends at him, on like, who it is. Right. But sometimes that's that's completely, you know, n- not that way. Vicky's saying uh, Mark Marin and Kevin Pollack. Yeah, we've had Mark in a couple of times, and Kevin two or three times. Somewhere I've got a, a, some oh, yeah. liners, I think, from each of them, actually. We've got liners from Mark and Kevin. Oh, yeah, we need to do Yeah, we need to bring those back yeah. out. Um, yeah, they were great interviews. Oh, yeah. I remember Mark, the first time he came in, he's real intense when you interview him. He he's is just, like, like stares at you. He's like a smoldering piece of coal with glasses. Yeah, it's like he's trying to figure out, how am I going to destroy you? Okay, I liked your question. All right, you're okay. Yeah, all right, that's like, all right. Okay, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, was, he was an interesting person all around to interview. Yeah. But Worst guy ever to interview. Oh, yeah, that's an, that's an easy one. Brendan Walsh. Yeah. That guy was a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a real jerk. I know. That was like four years ago, and still I remember like how rude he was. We've had ups and downs, you know, as far as good interviews, bad interviews, but as far as just being a pure jerk, yeah. He was a real jerk. I, I think I've talked about that on the show. When I see yeah. that his involvement in a project, like I started watching a show on Netflix and I saw that he was involved, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll just turn it off. I'm like, not supporting you. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, he was just he was mean. Some mean person to us. So I'm fine saying that because he was he was like that on the episode too. Yeah. Um, oh, Todd Glass has been amazing. Yeah. Todd Todd's been awesome. Todd just through the years, being on the show from through the through years. the years because he was a little bit I feel like a little bit angrier back in the day when we would have him in. Well, also before he before you know, he announced out. that he was gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seemed to be a little angrier now. He I mean that last time he was in, he's just amazing. Oh yeah, he's, he's he's a delight. He is a delight. Yeah, he seems like to he's use less my word, yes, less angry, which I'm glad. Yeah, I just want that's what I want from our show. I want it to make everybody just a little less angry. Well, and that's I mean the whole goal of this show over 2,000 episodes really has been to give everyone an hour out of their day that they can forget about their problems and focus on our stupid stuff. You know, our dumb problems that we have. What? And, yeah, you know, worry about that stuff or listen to some interviews or whatever it is that we come up with for the day. And just take an, take an hour break. Forget about the, the crappy things. I don't know. That's all. That was very nice, Greg. What? Well, you're staring at me like I'm like you're trying to avoid eye contact because I'm about to do something terrible. Blame confessions. Confessions. God damn it. <laughs> Can't believe that didn't take off. Comedy Central still, still, I'm sure to this day, wants that, uh, wants to make that into a series and a couple of spinoff movies. As well, for lame confession. How's your beer? It's fine. Why? I don't know how much you have left. I don't know. Enough. Why? I haven't drank on a show in a while, so I feel weird about it. It's just like being out with friends, but you're on camera. I know, but I've trained myself not to do it on camera. Like, we're doing our live shows at, um, you know, like at Landmark or our live events. Yeah, that's totally fine. Mm Mm-hmm. You're like staring me down too. It's it's uncomfortable. Ew, that's really creepy. The way that what is that? For? Oh, Black Mirror. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I have to blow my nose. Why don't you fill some time? <laughs> All right. Well, it has been an honor doing 2,000 episodes of this show. It's been cool. Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to say with me. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Oh well, no, you know. And you're then just like, oh, just up the there. show. Just up whoever's the show. over there. Doesn't matter. You know, whatever. That's anyone fine too. a piece of wood. God, yeah, that reminds me of some of the other things in the beginning of this, this whole show where we'd had Aaron Duran in, 
every uh, every week. Oh, the Four Loco? The Four Loco band. Because he would have two, no, he had over two Four Locos. And granted, we were drinking two. And then it got to the point where we had to, he had to have a show limit of two, I think it was. Two Four Locos per episode, I think is what we ended up with. Yeah. Oh, no, he couldn't go past two. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to. It was three, and it went into treacherous territory. (laughs) Yeah, it did. All those episodes are still up, too. They're out there. God. You can find them. I don't know if iTunes has put a limit on them, but they're through our website, or if you just subscribe to the RSS feed. Again, we sound different. We were different people. I mean, we were straight up different people back then. Straight up. Straight up different people. Drink Why do you keep making fun of me? I like, love You keep staring it. at me. Like, I'm not staring I'm saying, at you. I'm just listening like to you like, talk. Like you're judging me. You're so me. paranoid. I'm super paranoid. Yes, I'm way I know. more paranoid like, than I'm I used to be. I'm not even staring at you. I'm just looking at you like I normally do. Like, all right, we're doing our show. Do you remember how nervous you were when we had Aisha Tyler in? Yes. You were so Oh, I was sweaty. real nervous about that one. Yeah, because she's amazing. That's why. I think the real thing that put me over the edge with Aisha Tyler is, you know, A, she's hilarious. She's quite attractive. And then it turns out her favorite band is Clutch, which is like one of my favorite bands of all time. So that, I'm like, oh my God, and she hangs out with Clutch. Holy shit. Like, you're... You're amazing, Aisha Tyler. Aisha, you're amazing. Hi, Aisha Tyler. I don't want to look, make eye contact with you. I but. saw her like a couple months ago at um, at a bar here in town. No, I was. Uh, I don't think I were saw you her. There? No, I think that you yeah. you were there earlier, and then you had left. And I was yeah, with a, I haven't a, seen her. A few of my girlfriends. She was here for like a movie thing. Yeah, some sort of movie thing. And I'm like, that has to be fucking Aisha Tyler. I'm like, that's no way. So we would like walk by, like trying not to be creepy a couple times. I'm like that. That is her. That has to be her. Yeah. And said hi to her for a minute. She was very nice. That's good. She's still nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That made me really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. That, between that and John, that and Mr. Leahy, those are my nervous ones. But there's been some other ones that, you know, have been a little. I think the most nervous I ever was for um, was for the guys from Broken Lizard. Oh, yeah. And then they just turned out to be great. Yeah. yeah. I have never been that nervous. For Kevin Heffernan and. And Steve Lemmy. And Steve Lemmy, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Heffernan I've had such a crush on since Beer Fest, which makes, I know it's nuts, it's weird. but <laughs> Landfill? Landfill, I have always had a crush on. <laughs> I don't know why, I think there's something beautiful about his face. I just think he's, I think he's gorgeous. Um, yeah. You know, and everyone has their own prerogative. Um, yeah, no, not, I mean, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, but... and I just find him to be very handsome. And so when I saw, when they were he's coming in. He's just such a douche in the movies. I know. I, know, know, I love it. I think it's just like the, supposed to be. the eyebrows and like the way that Got he you talks. Good, fucker. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I just find him very, very attractive. And I was so I don't think I've ever been that nervous. Yeah. 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 When I saw Kevin Heffernan, I was like, oh god. The first time it's they were him. on the show, they actually they got the wrong address. They got the address of our PO box. So if you look on our website, we have a PO box for mailing stuff. Was, but they that's where they thought the studio was, and they called. And we're like, yeah, we're outside of like a UPS store. Oh, it's so awful. So we actually changed on the website. Like our mailing address is not our studio address. Yeah. Yeah. We had to put it just Mm -hmm. to really specify that. And then Kenny had to go pick them up from the UPS store and bring them to the studio. But they they turned out to be awesome. I mean, we've had them in multiple times now at this point as well. Yeah. And Jay, Jay Chandrasekhar was really (gasps) cool. Jay Chandrasekhar was awesome. Yeah. He's, that's a, that's an accomplished dude. 
Mm. Like if you just think he's just the guy with the mustache rides from Super Troopers, uh-uh. I remember like we convinced him to go downtown with us, and we all yeah. went and had a drink at Ash Street. Which, by the way, Jay Jan- uh, Chandrasekhar does not drink beer. He drinks vodka crayons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, no. It was like a— No, it was a vodka crayon. I don't think it was vodka crayon. No, he drank like um, orange-flavored vodka. <gasps> it was flavored vodka. Like mango vodka or something. With or... soda water. Yeah. I know it was some sort of fruity vodka. vodka and soda water, Some sort yeah. of fruity vodka concoction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what he drinks. He said he doesn't drink, doesn't drink beer much anymore. Yeah, I, I could imagine why. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, Beer Fest. Yeah, everybody wants to challenge him to drink beer. Also, uh, Beer Fest is now on Netflix, by the way. If you've never seen it, that movie makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. For It's so stupid. I fucking, I love it. I know it's, I think it's better than Super Troopers. I love it so much. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah. 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 Beer Fest is an amazing movie. I still like Club Dread, too, myself. Club Dread is, Club Dread's more of a selective audience. A lot of people hate that movie. But it's so dumb. I, I love it. You do like dumb. Yeah. Well, Pina Colada Burke. I mean, it's just, too, it's just too good. You gotta love that. Wow, it's 120 already? All right. We should probably wrap up this show here at some point. Okay. Or it's going to be a super long podcast. I don't know. Why do you keep looking like that? You keep what? making me feel awkward. You're making you feel awkward. I'm not doing anything. No, you're sitting there like, okay. And then you're like looking down at your computer and you're doing something like If you wanted to close, I was pulling up the, the closing music. I mean, if you think that that's all you want to do, then that's fine. Well, we can do more if you want to do more. No, it's fine, Greg. What else do you want to talk about? I'm, I just keep babbling. Which I guess this is. Show sure this. Is there something else you want to bring up? Yeah, we should probably talk more. I brought some, I made some, uh, I made some, I found some World of Crazy. You do? Yeah. All right, let's do some World of Crazy. Do you want to do that? And I'll think of some other things that I want to talk about from the 2000 episodes. Okay. I'm um, looking forward to that, so is everybody. See, this is what I'm talking about. God. What are you talking about? Oh, episodes, you still get under my skin for that. Well, are you talking to yourself? That's really weird. And then I said, you episodes, you still get under my skin. says, do what I says, I'm not going to put up. Jesus, Greg, that was Beer really creepy. Two thousand episodes, just still get under my skin. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate you. Why is she under my skin like that? What is she doing? I. Oh boy. That's why I don't drink beer on episodes anymore. Why you don't want? Nothing. Are you almost done with that one? Get yeah. it. Are you testing me? I did get some good news yesterday, so I am still in a little bit of a celebratory mood, I guess. The celebratory mood? That's what I said. I think you said celebratory. <laughs> celebratory. Are you going to get another beer? I brought some fancy ones. No. Greg, I'm over here pulling my weight. Pull yours. My wit is not to go fetch beer. It's next to you. It's not fetching. I, I will when I'm done with this one. All right. Let's make it to 2001. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. I noticed, actually, um, when I went to visit my sister when she was in town, uh, downtown, outside of a 7-Eleven, that they're already doing this here in Portland. And I'd read about it, and um, 
and now this is making news again because there's more places that are doing this. So this is in Modesto, California, where 7-Elevens are now stopping people from loitering outside of them by cranking up classical music outside. So they are blasting classical music. Oh, to keep people from... Mm-hmm. What if you like classical music? Then they'll never leave. But I noticed this. It was probably about a month ago when I went downtown uh, to meet up with my sister and I walked by a 7-Eleven there are all these like miscreants hanging out outside. And all of a Get sudden... Get away, you miscreants. I heard this... Like this classical music. I'm like, where the fuck is that coming from? I thought like maybe there was some concert or something going on near us. I know. Walked by 7-Eleven downtown right on like 3rd. Uh-huh. And it was just blaringly loud uh, weird yeah classical music and these kids like um, you know, these little hoodlums they had like their um, you know they're all just like those little shithead street yeah, kids uh-huh. and they had like their like a boom box with them and they were playing some sort of screaming wait like, kids metal still band. have boom boxes yeah they had a boom box that's kind of cool and they were playing metal it didn't sound like metal it sounded like some of like the new crappy music it Uh-oh. was just it yeah, and so they're trying to play it, but like they could not. If they're blasting Slayer, i got to have a little respect for them. No, that was not Slayer. No, so okay. they were standing out outside of this. But, I mean, I could barely even hear the music on their boombox because it was just deafening. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I, I laughed when I walked by. I'm like, okay. This is because it made them clear. Like, I don't know if they have it on constantly or if they just put it on when somebody was there. But, anyway, so they're doing this in California now, too. Okay. So... Uh, a guy named by the name of Suki Sandu, uh, who owns the franchise in Modesto, says his customers tell him they feel safer since he started blasting symphonies and occasional operas over the outdoor speakers. Um, so he says once the music started, the riffraff starts to leave because they like to hang out and gossip and joke around near the store. But now they move away from the store because they don't want to be listening to the loud classical music. That's pretty great. There's another, so I think that one's that one's nicer because there's another uh, method that other stores use. Um, what they do is they play a device that emits a high pitched screech, similar to a mosquito buzzing in your ear, and they can turn the device on and off if needed. However, that, is that one that like only young ears can hear or something? Isn't there a sound that only like teenagers? Oh yeah, can yeah. Hear? I think we've done that, like that yeah. weird whistly sound. Yeah. Um. Oh, you should find that. Well, we wouldn't be able to hear it. It's like something that emits that only like younger ears can hear, like older ears. Us with our old ears. With your old ears and your old hands and your Facebook problems. Uh, Well, it's said that classical music is more effective um, and it does drive away the riffraff. He says we have received very positive feedback from our customers about the atmosphere created by the music um, devices outside of 7-Eleven stores across the U.S. I wonder if he owns the one in Portland. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So I guess uh, these measures aren't new because convenience stores and other businesses, as well as public facilities, have used classic uh, music, uh, classical music over the years to repel panhandlers and loitering teenagers. Excellent. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I need to do that outside of my house. Just play classical music? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to annoy kids that throw trash in my lawn. Just become. yell at them, you are the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You're nothing. You'll never be nothing. Um, Edward, in the live chat, just really quick, wanted stories about previous studios. I did forget. I brought a little piece of, since I rode my bike, I, I did snag a little piece of memorabilia from our original studio that I've got with me. What? A little piece that was uh, featured on the show for like a couple of episodes. You'll, I'll show you here in a minute. You're not going to guess it. I know you're trying to guess it. Just keep on going, World of Crazy. I'll, I'll tell you. 
Wait, what did you steal from the old? No, I didn't steal. It's my house. I didn't steal anything. Hmm. The studio is now where I keep my bike. So the original studio. Okay. So I was in there and I was like, oh, I want to bring this down. Did you bring the football from Tommy Wiseau? No, I didn't want to fit that in my backpack. Okay. All right. Japanese scientists have now made a new breakthrough about how to make a different kind of booze. And they have figured out how to make alcohol from wood. Yeah. Researchers from uh, Japan's Forestry and Forest Products Research Institute. Pulp? Have been testing the, mes- uh, the method of producing drinkable alcohol since June of 2009. Oh, 2009. There you go. Eh. So now they say the drinks they are making from tree bark are similar to drinks aged in wooden barrels and can be served to customers by 2021. So to make the drinks, the scientists had to pulverize the tree bark into a paste, then hydrolyzed it with a commercial cellulase enzyme to obtain sugar from it. Greg, are you following along? The yes. sugar was then fermented using yeast, and by avoiding a manufacturing pro- uh, process which involves the heat, scientists say they have been able to let alcohol retain the flavor of the trees it is made from. Tree alcohol. I would try it. Uh, both brewed and distilled versions of like the drinks made from or something, or cedar, birch, cedar and, and birch. cherry trees have been made. So they've been able to make, uh, let's see, uh, eight pints of cedar booze. Um, so then the alcohol content of these tree beers is about 15%, which is similar to rice wine, sake. Hmm. Tree yeah, beer. I would try it. Tree beer. Tree beer. It's going to keep going. Yep. How's your beer? Speaking of beer. How's your beer, Greg? I one more. Um, I don't know, whichever. Um, I'll take the session. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. I am drinking a session premium lager. This is all a random collection of beers from our friend Ernie. Yeah. Shout out to You just kind of pick out through them and just like, all right, here are some of the beers. (laughs) Did Greg just go for a walk? No walk. Yeah, no beer. liquor. You don't usually have to go for a walk with just beer, right? No, that's liquor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hand me that uh, bottle opener. Go. Good catch. Yep. Good throw. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. This video will be available in the archives. Yeah, this is not public. Yeah, this one won't be public. This is for our uh, FERSC. If you want to join the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club, you can see the entire video of episode 2000, maybe broken up into two episodes uh, by the end of this, but (laughs) uh, that's where you can see it. I've had some beers. All right, go ahead. How did I do this every day? I don't know. How did I drink every day and then edit an episode afterward? I don't think we edited much out. No, but I'm not going to edit a whole lot out of this, but I mean, just putting it together. I'm a professional now. A postcard believed to have been sent to London police by serial killer Jack the Ripper has been sold at a British auction for nearly $30,000. Oh, boy. A postcard from Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Grand auction... 
Grand Auctions of Folkestone, Kent, England says that the 2.75 inch by 4.75 inch postcard sold for $29,914 when it went. Oh, this is okay. So, this is some like um, auction talk. When it went under the hammer. Yeah. On Monday. Sold. Jonathan Riley of Grand Auction said the card was won by a British private collector at the end of a bidding war with the U.S. party. Oh. Riley said the auction shows how much interest in the Ripper there still is. Well, the identity of Jack the Ripper, a serial killer responsible for the deaths of at least five women in the Whitechapel area of London between August and November of 1888, remains a mystery to this day. Several letters and postcards received by police were signed, Jack the Ripper. Oh. But investigators only believe a select few to be authentic, including the one that just sold at auction. Wow. The postcard sold at Monday's auction was dated October 29th, 1888, 11 days before the death of Mary Kelly, believed to be the killer's final victim. Ugh. That is creepy still. Oh, Oh, it's all explodey, Greg. I rode in my bike. God damn it. It was in the back of my bike. It was in the back of your bike? It was in my backpack on my bike. God damn it. <sighs> okay. <sighs> so here's what the postcard read. It says... Be... Oh my god, have you gone crazy? Yep. It's been a very stressful last few weeks, culminating in actually something really good, and I don't know how to handle that. You don't know how to handle happiness? I No. <laughs> Not really. It's a financial thing I've been looking, I've been trying to do for a long time, and I was finally able to do it. And it, and it worked. I refinanced my house. I'll just say it. That's so, yeah, you can say that. I feel weird even saying it out loud because I haven't wanted to... I never talk about that on the show, but I've been trying for a very long time, but it's very hard when you're self-employed, and it's finally able to do it, and it's a... And it's gone through. It's, it's gone a done through. deal. It's a, yeah, it's a kind of a, a life, life changer. General life changer, not, a, not an overall long-term life changer. Cheers! But a, but a general life changer, so it's, it's a very good thing. Boop. All right. I normally would not talk about that on the show, but I've had a couple of beers. All right, so here's what the postcard said. It said, Beware, there is two women I want here, and I mean to have them. My knife is still in good order. It is a student's knife. I hope you liked the kidney. I am Jack the Ripper. That's really fucking creepy. Yeah, that is really creepy. Um, The auctioneer said that the postcard has been kept in police files before giving it to a retiring police constable. In 1966. 1966. The constable's widow brought the postcard to the grand auctions where it had been expected to fetch 816 to $1,200 before it sold for nearly $30,000. God. On that's Monday. A, I mean, look, that's a fascinating thing. That seems like it should be in a museum. Yeah. Not in a personal collection. Also, who wants to pay $30,000? Ultimately, you're buying a fucking murderer's note. You know? I mean, the man was a murderer. Oh, yeah. Like, horrible things. That's always kind of disturbed me, like, when people... It's like, yeah, why do you really want that? I don't want that piece like, of Like, I evil. think it should be in a museum. Like, you go by and you it see it. It belongs in a museum! belongs in a museum! It's 
Does that make me like Indiana Jones? I won today. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Or something you like have that. Chosen. Yeah, I don't think that was the quote. No, because it's the guy who puts the hat on. I, I know, but I don't think that was exactly how it went. You have chosen poorly. Okay, that's a different part of it. I know. You're not helping. That should be in a museum. Don't stop it. Stop it. What does I mean, mean to edit it out? Never mind. Let's keep going. You're fine. All right, and this story made me laugh, and also the Catholic girl inside of me who went to Catholic school was like, oh, this seems like totally something that would have happened at my Catholic school. A Michigan Catholic school has decided to try to counteract women showing too much skin. Oh, like ankles and stuff? And necks. (laughs) By passing out modesty ponchos at the prom. (laughs) Wait, what? A modesty poncho. They're passing out what they're calling modesty ponchos (laughs) for their prom. It's in Dearborn, Michigan. Officials at a Catholic high school in a Detroit suburb will require female students to wear modesty ponchos at the prom if it is deemed that their dresses are too revealing. Oh, my. So this is at Divine Child High School in Dearborn. Uh, They're calling the policy a form of body shaming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The pink ponchos are on display inside of the school with a note saying that they'll be handed to girls wearing dresses that violate the school's dress code. Like, so what violates it? The report doesn't outline the school's dress code for the prom, but says a teacher will check for compliance at the door. There's something kind of creepy about a teacher being like, no, you're giving me too many sexual thoughts. Here's a dress. It moved. (laughs) Poncho for you. (laughs) Bob's going to be the judge. (laughs) Yep. Cover it up. Oh, my God. Of oh, course. that's so creepy. Teacher Mary Pat O'Malley came up with the idea. That sounds like something Mary Pat O'Malley. Mary, the busybody Mary Pat O'Malley says. We need a, what is it called again? I'm sorry. Modesty poncho. Modesty poncho. Oh, my God. Modesty gosh. ponchos. Uh, busybody is, Mary Pat O'Malley says that, uh, that we need to focus on inner beauty and that ponchos are intended as a light-hearted deterrent. Yes, because every girl who spends like a few hundred dollars on her prom dress wants to wear a shitty plastic sheet over it. Jesus, Mary Pat O'Malley. Also, yeah, that is... You're a monster, Mary Pat O'Malley. I was joking in the in the chat saying, whores wear modesty ponchos. But honestly, like, if I were a dude at that time, like going to that school, I'd be like, oh, what's so what's going on over there? Oh, that's true, because it's almost like a scarlet it's like letter. Shy, yeah, pointing them out. It's like, oh, you were a little Oh, she's little got a risque. modesty poncho. Oh, Rebecca. <laughs> Invite her to the party. <laughs> and as John accurately says, because the human body is shameful and evil. And that's oh, yes. the one thing we want to oh, make so sure. Oh, so you grew up Catholic too, John. <laughs> that's the one thing, yeah. <laughs> we we want to make sure you take away from Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Be ashamed. Yeah, all right. Oh, so uh, back to the Indiana Jones. You lost, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. You lost, kid. Doesn't mean you have to like it. And then he puts his hat on. This belongs in a museum. We need to be wearing modesty ponchos if we're going to be keep on keeping. I feel like I'm showing too much neck. I was. I didn't want to bring it up, but I felt like you're really exposing a lot of neck. I know. By the way, if you're a Flood Employment Radio Supporters Club member, you can go into the archive and see Sarah's neck. 
Scandalous. Slutty neck. Not safe for work. That's what this is. NSFW. <laughs> Girl exposes neck. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do next. Instead of the um, enamel pins, now we can do FER modesty ponchos. <laughs> yeah, if you would like a modesty poncho, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. And then we'll point out next, where you can buy ponchos. For our next yeah. unemployment radio event, we'll have to judge everybody. Like, I'm sorry. We're going to have to get you a modesty poncho for that. There you have it. There's a world of crazy. Crazy. Didn't they buy you a modesty poncho once, like years ago? I think I found it at the dollar store. It was like a. You got me like an Oregon State Yeah, an poncho. Oregon State Yeah, it one. wasn't a modesty poncho. Well, but. I mean, you got to hide all of. Yeah, that. I am exposing a lot. Mm-hmm. I, don't have my I think I see some on. elbows over there. Oh, my elbows are hot. All right. Um, oh, we should do magnets. You're right. All right. We talked about our old studios. I did snag something. Oops. I got part of it. Oh my god. Whoopsie Daisy. Hopefully, it didn't fall oh, out. This of is happening. Just t- talk for a second, Sarah. You're not supposed to be listening. What are you doing? This I is between me and on. our friends. I have headphones on. I can hear what you're saying. Well, take off your headphones. No, just keep talking. Dang it. Okay, he's rooting around for something. He has his little white it's boy lobster claws. It's not a big, claws. huge, giant thing that I brought, but um, in our original studio, which was our the spare bedroom at my house, yes, there were strange things that happened there. Remember my dog Butters, which R.I.P. Butters, part of the Fun Employment Radio for for her time. Um, would always stare in the corner. And then when I was down there at night, like there would be the weird noises that would happen. Did you bring, did you bring it? I knew it. So for one of my Halloween costumes, just a quick backstory before I went as a Trekkie and I had the battery still kind of works. Of course, now it's going to stop working. I'll watch Greg figure it's transponder. Out anyway, I had this transponder in there, like a little magnet. With a uh, the speaker on it, and you can see how hard it is that I could just to get it to work. This would go off randomly in the middle of the night, just sitting on a table That's when I was down terrifying. there. So I, I snagged that today when I was grabbing my bike. Clearly, Sarah seems very impressed. If you're watching the video, she's looking at her computer and checking her Facebook page. Right no, now. I kind of have to pee. That's why we've been sitting in here for two hours. All right, should we wrap up? Yeah. All right. That's really cool. Well, do you have batteries? Well, for th- it? <laughs> thanks, Sarah. That's. <laughs> That's the support that we get. I bring this thing in. Okay. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. We're talking about old times with the studio. Can I see it? You, you just go to the bathroom. No, we need to wrap up the show. This is a podcast. We have to edit this thing. All right, okay. let's wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up then. I'm very well, excited thanks, that you Sarah. brought that, Greg. I feel like my life has new meaning because you brought that. Just trying to add something to the show for the nostalgia of the 2000th episode, but. Can you hear the set? Do it again. No. Send us an email, <gasps> funemploymentradio.com. Oh, somebody's gmail. throwing com. a tantrum now. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio for all this time. Or if you're a new listener, if this is your first episode, thank you for tuning into episode number 2000. Hello. Of Fun Employment Radio. We really, really do appreciate it. If you are a Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club member or you're interested 
Go to funemploymentradio.com slash supporter, and you can join $6.99 a month. The first week is free, $80 for the entire year. We have exclusive things in the archive. We have video. We have audio. We have all kinds of things. And you get a Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club pin. Which I would be so happy to mail out to you. Which is very, very cool. It's very cool. Every time someone sees one, they're like, oh my god, I didn't realize how amazing these would be. They're pretty awesome. They're textured. They're high quality. They're really cool. And yeah. there's a, you know, they're only for FERSC. Yep. People. Yep. Friends. So you can do that. Or Family. if you're just listening to the show, that is fantastic too. You know, whatever you can do to support if you enjoy this show, that was always helpful. But just sharing the show that is always awesome too. Like, tell a friend about it. Um, it helps out a lot. Or that leave a review on whatever whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Give us that star. You know, give us the, the five stars or whatever it is. Or write a review about it and just say, hey, I like this show. Like, even just that helps out a lot. Oh, and also like, sharing really um, videos from our YouTube page. Yep, we have our videos on our YouTube page, on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter. You know, follow us on all that stuff. Like, it's just little things like that actually go a really long way. They really do, and we really like, do appreciate it. Yeah, if you're not interested in being a you know, supporters club member, totally understand. But that follow means a lot to us. Like, it, it helps us a long yes. way towards keeping this thing going. It's it's silly, but it really does. So thank you, everybody, for, uh, for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. You guys are all awesome. And this has been 2,000 episodes. Oh, my God. Craig, we did it. We made it. All right, that was our last episode ever. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It is not at all. Oh, my God. We'll be back tomorrow for episode 2001 of Fun Employment A podcast odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I almost spilled my beer. Bye, friends. Don't spill your beer. Whoopsie-daisy.